You're listening to the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm your host, three-time Olympian and motivational speaker, Leah Amico. On this show, we're going to dig deep to unlock what it actually takes to build a foundation for greatness. If you're an ambitious person with big vision, but you feel like fear is holding you back, get ready for some major breakthroughs. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm Leah Amico. This is episode number 97, and I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. Yesterday was Mother's Day, and I was able to spend time with my family, my brother's family, my dad and stepmom, and was able to just enjoy the day the way I would want to, which is relaxing and reflecting on the blessings that it is to be a mom. I just feel like all of us, um, no matter the situation we have with our moms, right? There's so much that goes into family dynamics, right? Everybody has different stories. Some people have lost their moms and that it's a time to just reflect and can obviously bring sadness up. And other times they're just broken and fractured relationships and that's hard as well. Um, But then we can think about those Uh, in those situations, the figures that we have in our lives that we've seen that good example. And I have my mom, I have my stepmom in my life. I have my mentors that become like moms to me um, and just other women who are such a beautiful example of what it looks like to be a mom who steps in and cares and loves and Um, just provides what we need out of moms. I believe there's a special place for moms and dads. I think both are so important and so needed. And again, although there's just individual circumstances for everybody, um, I think it's so important to have that time to reflect. So I'm thankful that we are able to have a Mother's Day and a Father's Day and just to sit and, and really think about the importance and to celebrate motherhood, right? It's just so, um, it's so amazing, that gift. I remember before I had my first son, I was going back a long time ago, he's almost 22 years old. And I just that, that growing of that body inside of you, I would look, of course, in my baby books and see what type of a fruit he was measuring at each week. And you just start to try to prepare, although nothing can prepare you for when you meet your child for the first time after giving birth, but you just start to, you know, learn as much as possible until you get to that moment. And we're going way back, but back in the day when uh, baby story was on television, um, I would watch that show over and over again. I hadn't watched it until I was pregnant and going to be a mom myself. And then I would sit and watch um, these people tell their stories and then I would get to watch the process and the child um, coming out and every time that baby would take that first breath and would cry out loud I just would cry thinking okay this is going to be my child I'm going to be a mom like this and um, I went and went into labor um, was excited to you know was waiting and a few days before my actual due date I went into labor. It was two days after July 4th. So of course I was like, am I going to have a July 4th baby? And, um, and then ended up going to the hospital and contractions were, I don't know, a little over a minute apart. And they kept me and had me tied up, hooked up to all the monitors. 
And all of a sudden I got the worst pain ever in my back, like just this excruciating, horrible pain. And immediately the doctors had rushed in with nurses and they kind of were trying to um, just get things situated. They wanted to get the baby's heart rate back down. His heart rate had absolutely um, shot up and, um, and, you know, he's still in, inside my womb. So I'm not, I haven't had the baby yet, but they are realizing, okay, something's not going, going right. And sure enough, um, came in and I had anesthesiologist tell me, Hey, I need to be okay. I'm going to, um, you know, give you a spinal tap right now. We're going to get you, um, to where you are numb from, you know, the, your chest down. And they needed me to say yes to that. Okay. And, and I just couldn't, it was all happened so fast. I just immediately was like, what is going on? Like, and gave them the okay. And, um, after that, everything happened pretty darn quickly. They wheeled me into a surgery room and did an emergency C-section very quickly and pulled my son out. He was healthy. Um, they did have to, uh, clean out his lungs a little bit. Um, when he was in distress, they, you know, he had swallowed some of the meconium, I think that's how you pronounce it. And, um, and so in that situation, um, was just so happy and thankful to have a healthy child. I did not expect anything to go off. I'd had just an easy pregnancy, had worked out, walked, done everything throughout my pregnancy. There was no sign of any type of issues, but it doesn't mean things can't change quickly. Right. And so in that situation, they turned very fast and I was so thankful. I know friends who have had home childbirths and it looks amazing. <laughs> it's pretty cool to see their experiences. But I know in that situation, I remember thinking, I am so thankful to be at a hospital with doctors who are qualified and to be in this situation to where I was able to get immediate help. Because if I had been at home, myself and my child would not have made it. I ended up having uh, a situation where the placenta had come off um, the lining, the wall, and pretty much um, there was a loss of blood happening and everything just had to happen very, very quick. So um, that situation, of course, the doctors do their job. Thank goodness for right people who make that difference. And I became a mom that day. And from that moment forward, it was just, um, you know, just about making sure my child was healthy and then I recovered and that was it. And, you know, I, a couple weeks later, actually, after having him, um, I ended up speaking at a big softball tournament and probably was way too early. Um, I learned very quickly about momhood to, I took my son, um, and you know, there were just a lot of people around and he was only two weeks old and he all of a sudden spiked a fever. And next thing you know, he's in the hospital for three days. Um, they're checking everything because when an infant and a newborn gets um, a fever, you just, they have to make sure what, you know, what is this? And they're trying to poke him and find his little um, veins. They weren't even able to. So I just hear them. I wanted to just, you know, like yell at the technician that was, or whoever the nurse that was trying to give him the IV. I know they were doing their best, but it was so hard to just hear them poke with the needle because they kept missing and kept missing, you know, this little two week old baby. But after that, you know, again, it was just, I want to protect my child. I want to, um, you know, raise him in the best environment. Both my other boys, you know, eventually I ended up having two more C-sections, but those were not emergencies <laughs> and they were a lot easier. We literally scheduled me going in and saying, okay, my baby's coming 
today into this world and um and it's just been such a, a blessing and a gift to raise my three sons there were so many oh, days of chaos and um i homeschooled and i just have so many ups and downs stories from those um those days but i get through it and you know my boys are now um one's out of high school the others are a, a sophomore and a junior in high school and i'm two years away two years away from having all my kids off doing their own thing and yet even though i take pictures with my boys who are so much taller than me now and who are strong young men and who are leading really good examples at their schools i i just was thinking yesterday mother's day they're always going to be my babies they're always going to be my boys they're always going to be my children and you never stop having that love yeah maybe um setting rules right and um you know giving certain instructions maybe some of those things will change as they get older but ultimately we never stop we the love we have for our children um is just something special and and just lastly because this is a gold standard podcast and so ultimately um i was able to reach the gold podium right the the got the gold medal with my teammates and it was the parenting it was my mom who poured into me and gave me every opportunity to succeed who saw my gifts and who supported that and just allowed me to really thrive and was there for me when i needed a listening ear and encouraged me and um again just worked so hard behind the scenes so that i could have every opportunity and for that i just cannot thank my mom enough but my mom and dad but but especially my mom and just um in terms of the nurturing aspect of it of really preparing me and with that being said that has been my goal as a mom to be that gold standard mom to allow my kids to have guidance and direction to put um them in situations that are going to protect them to help them make the wisest choices and communicate maybe things where i messed up and maybe didn't have um as much understanding as I was growing up and then ultimately they have to make their own choices but to really guide them right and and then ultimately to just set them up my husband of course is a big reason uh, why my children have had the opportunities that they have but our hearts for our boys is to just really encourage them in the giftings that they have for one it is football for the other it's track right now for my oldest it was film and theater growing up and so just allowing them to have access they have to get the job done right they ultimately have to go on and choose what they're going to do but just making them uh, understand and making it available and giving them every opportunity that is what we have worked so hard to do and so i hope one day my boys see the blessing of that i know they um will go on and hopefully have kids and they'll have a a wife they can spoil and um and see that importance of um just the mom i hope that that i have been to them and the mom that they choose eventually to be the mother of their own children um and that's what it's about living out the gold standard in that area not just in you know school as a student not just in sports as an athlete not just a as a business man or woman in our career field or a teacher or whatever we go on to do but in every aspect of life and especially in parenting especially 
as a mom for females out there, especially as that leader in our home who sets the tone every day. And yeah, that tone can be changed by those in our home as well. But as moms, we have the ability to lead and to guide and to nurture and to build up and to encourage and to change lives that are going to go out and impact this world for a long time, the next generation. So for all you moms out there, I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. For those of you with your moms that are still alive, I just hope that you were able to either be with them in person or send them that message of telling them you love them. And for everyone else that even those that aren't able to be moms, just know one day, or maybe you're just a, I don't know, I think about those coaches that don't have children themselves, but essentially they are a second mom to those athletes that they are leading. I hope that your day was wonderful. I hope you know how valued you are. And I hope that you go out and keep living out the gold standard in all that you do. I'll see you next time on the Gold Standard Podcast. Mm-hmm.